Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up a little later on in the show, we'll get a review of Royal Caribbean's Empress of the Seas. Yeah, a new, a newer ship for Royal Caribbean. They pulled it from their sister line, Palmentier. It's now sailing short cruises out of Miami. Uh, hinted around to maybe go to Cuba uh, at some point, so Rick's going to share his review in just a little bit. Sherry Kennedy standing by with this week's edition of Cruise News, stepping in for Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Uh, a couple of housekeeping things. Make sure you follow us on Snapchat. We're heading to Alaska uh, here in the next couple of days, so you'll catch some really cool pictures of Alaska and photos of Holland America's New Amsterdam by following Cruise Radio on Snapchat. Also, Cruise Radio News. Yeah, it's our Facebook group. Search us and look us up and kick around the cruise news with us. Okay, standing by is Sherry Kennedy with this week's edition of Cruise News. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Doug. Here we go again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kicking it off with some not-so-good news this week. Uh, Very sad situation happened in Bermuda just a few hours ago. Uh, I say a few hours ago, we're recording this on Wednesday evening. Uh, Sherry, go ahead and enlighten us on that. Yeah, this was this afternoon in Bermuda, somewhere just before noon. In fact, at 11.59 this morning, the uh, first responders rushed over to Kings Wharf in the Royal Naval Dockyard in Bermuda because uh, the Norwegian breakaway during a routine a lifeboat inspection and training drill, the lifeboat broke from its tether and, and it was dangling by one strap uh, above the water. What happened was four of the male crew members that were on board in the lifeboat fell into the water, and they were okay, but sadly, a 41-year-old Filipina man died as a result of his injuries. So that's the very sad news out of Bermuda this afternoon. Mm, well, we'll definitely keep that crew member's family and everyone involved in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, Istanbul, another crazy craziness, I guess I'll just say, happened over there uh, last week. And I know that Istanbul is a big turn for cruise ships, a big port for cruise ship turns. So uh, any schedules being affected by this coup that happened last week, Sherry? It certainly is. And flights from the United States are back to uh, coming into Istanbul at a Turk airport. So that's back the way it was before the attempted coup. However, cruise ships always like to play it safe. So your major cruise lines have either given up on visiting Turkey altogether or they are substituting it with uh, visits to Greece, Italy, or even just adding sea days. The three cruise lines that have changed itineraries completely are Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, and Carnival Cruise Lines. Carnival Vista is scheduled to visit Kushadasa has canceled it for July. However, they still plan to revisit Turkey in September. But of course, as every cruise line says, you know, it's up to the situation and it is being closely monitored. Uh, Royal Caribbean has the brilliance of the seas over there. That's going to be going to Crete. Celebrity Reflection was due to visit Kushadasa on uh, later this week and also to Bodrum. And they're substituting that with visits to Rhodes. Greece and over to Sicily. So they are making some, you know, last minute changes just to keep everybody out of, uh, you know, potential hot zone. 
Yeah, and the silver lining in all this is that it is a cruise ship, so cruise ships can move and be relocated. So if your cruise was going to Istanbul, yeah, you might wind up in Mykonos or Crete, where if you were going to a, a resort in Istanbul, it could be a different story for you. Some changes which I don't think would get anybody too upset. Not at all. Celebrity Cruises moving a ship from the Med to the Caribbean next summer. Why is that? Yeah, that's the uh, Celebrity Equinox. There were five ships that were deployed for Europe, originally scheduled for 2017, but they're going to not bring the uh, Equinox back to the Western Med, and she will be sailing uh, seven-night Caribbean cruises July, June, July, and August. Carnival Cruise Line announced some itineraries for 2018, yeah, like a year and a half away. Uh, Nothing too new and too shocking, Sherry, but what were they? Nothing too new, and the legends used to uh, these itineraries in the past. So the Carnival legend will be doing Alaska and Hawaii in 2018, and uh, you can book it already if you'd like to. Um, They're going to stop in uh, Skagway, Juneau, Ketchikan, and they'll, as usual, cruise the Tracy Arm Fjord. Uh, they'll finish it up with a trip in during the day to Victoria in British Columbia, uh, which I have never been to, but I hear is absolutely spectacular. There will be a couple unique eight-day round trips out of Seattle, and uh, an eight-day from Seattle to Vancouver in September. Um, if, if anybody wants to head to Hawaii, there's going to be two 11-day cruises One will be uh, departing April 20th, coming over to Vancouver to begin that season. And uh, the other one will leave from Vancouver and go to Honolulu when the Alaska cruise season is over. And that's on September 13th. Those are like like 11-day cruises, you said? They are. Mm -hmm. So I know you've done Hawaii before from California. Is most of these days sea days getting over there? Yeah, it's it's uh, normally you leave out of Los Angeles or San Diego, and it's five days over, five days going around the islands, and then five days at sea coming back with a stop in. Um, usually, it's Ensenada because they have to make the yeah. uh, you know they can't go U.S. to U.S. port, so they go to Ensenada. This one will go from uh, Hawaii to Vancouver, which of course is Canada, so it makes it legal. All right, Sherry, our listener question comes from James. If you have a listener question, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. James has a passport question, Sherry. He says, can I renew my passport one year early? And if so, would it give me 11 years until next renewal, or will it still be 10 years from when I renew? Of course, what James is referring to is normally every 10 years, you have to renew your passport. You know, that's a great question, but no. He can renew it early if he'd like, but it still will only be valid for 10 years from the time that he renews it. So if he's trying to get 11 years out of it, that's not going to work. And that's Uncle Sam's rules, right? That's Uncle Sam's rules. It's on the website. He can check it out at travel.state.gov and just click on passport renewal and all the information that he or she will need is there. We've been talking with Sherry Kennedy from cruisemaven.com. Sherry, thanks so much for joining us again this week. And uh, we're not going to meet up next week because I'll be in Alaska on Holland America's uh, New Amsterdam. But uh, the week after that, maybe we'll get you to come back and uh, talk some more cruise news. That would be awesome. Have a wonderful time up north, and I'm so jealous. This is Cruise Radio. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? 
Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug at cruiseradio.net. Rick just returned from Royal Caribbean's Empress of the Seas. It was a ship that uh, used to be in the fleet, then went to Palmentier, which is one of their sister lines, and now back with the Royal Caribbean fleet sailing out of Miami. Rick's on the line right now. How you doing, Rick? Fine. How are you this evening, Doug? Good, my friend. I want to talk all about Empress of the Seas, but before we get to the ship uh, itself, let's take a step back. Uh, what made you want to sail this ship? Well, Empress of the Seas has always been one of my favorite ships. Uh, I had sailed on it three times previously, uh, going clear back to uh, I think nineteen or yeah nineteen ninety three. And uh, I, although it's smaller, I enjoy the the layout, and it's always had great uh, service and great food, and and uh, the walls of glass, and we just uh, enjoyed it. And when Royal Caribbean announced that they were bringing it back. Um, we jumped at the chance to, to take a, a voyage. Now let's fast forward to you actually getting to Empress of the Seas at Port Miami. Uh, embarkation day is upon us. How was embarkation for you uh, from the curb to the ship? Uh, well, we actually we flew into Fort Lauderdale and, and waited. Then we took a transfer with Royal Caribbean, and that was a little while. But once we got down to uh, Port Miami, embarkation uh, was actually – quite smooth. Uh, it was a little later in, in the afternoon, maybe mm, two o'clock. And um, it probably took about uh, 15 minutes was all. Okay, not bad at all. So uh, you get on to Empress of the Seas. You've said you've sailed her before. So what were your impressions this go around? Well, uh, we knew that uh, the the ship had been out of the fleet, of course, for um, about eight years. And, and when you walk back on board, uh, you could immediately tell that the carpetings were new. Um, some of the furnishings had been reupholstered or, or were new. Uh, so the it, it looked fresh overall, but yet it retained some of the classic features that, that she it had, the, the uh, nine-deck atrium and um, the, the two-story dining room. Everything looked very, very nice. The cabins were all redone. Uh, hallway carpets redone in the same pattern, in my understanding, that they're using on uh, quantum-class ships. So uh, we were very pleased with with the first glance. Very nice. Uh, You make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you have, and what did you think about it? 
of course, you know, I've read a lot of people always complain about the small staterooms on, on Empress of the Seas. And certainly if you're a little bit claustrophobic, it may not be the best thing in the world for you. And in the past, I had had an inside and ocean view uh, accommodations and, and knowing what to expect was key. But um, I had been in the travel business and, and I had always wanted one of six cabins that are on this ship that are uh, significantly larger but uh, not priced like a junior suite. Okay. There's a three on port, three on starboard, just aft of the aft staircase, stacked one on, on top of the other. And there are F1 grade cabins, which is just priced as the standard outside, which are 138 square feet, which is really, really small. Yeah. So I managed to, to nab uh, 9664 and... Um, when you walk in, it's about 200 square feet, mm-hmm. so much larger, and the, it's a kind of a standard cabin layout when you come in, but then it has two picture windows, and it's, a, it's almost a totally separate room, and this cabin was made for a uh, a triple, I believe it was, and then the, the separate room had uh, another single bed, so it was almost like a junior suite, but significantly less expensive. Nice. Did you find that there was plenty of room um, for storage and all of that? A, a little tight on that. Uh, some of the furnishings were, were new, but they, they hadn't redone any of the cabinetry. Bathrooms are extremely tight, but we knew that, that sure. going into it. Um, but it looked clean and, and, and refreshed. And one nice thing with that type of a cabin, the, the second room, the window actually faced forward. So being on deck nine, I could look straight up to the bridge all the way forward and, and had a really interesting view. Let's talk about dining uh, aboard Empress of the Seas. Uh, how was the dining? I know it's an older ship, so we're talking the main dining room in the buffet area for the most part. Does, does uh, did that ship have any steakhouses or anything in it? Well, um, to say that the ship was not ready for prime time okay. is probably an understatement. Um. We we booked this back in December, uh, and we were ended up on the May 28th sailing. And I, I would never book an inaugural knowing of potential problems. So when we booked it, the sailings were f- supposed to begin in, in March, and then everything kept getting canceled, canceled, canceled. Well, they canceled everything up until our sailing. So by that point, it was past final payment, and, and we were stuck. Mm-hmm. Um the ship was not properly provisioned uh, for the five days. Uh, there wasn't enough crew. Uh, the crew was about a 50-50 mix of hangover from Pullman tour and new to Royal Caribbean. Okay. Um, the buffet, we were hungry when we got there. And they had one line open. And in all honesty, I've seen better at high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, there, there was very, very little um, to be had in that. And one day in the afternoon, about three o'clock, all we wanted was was uh, a cookie or something, and went by. And all they had was hot water. Oh. Uh, you, you couldn't even get iced tea. You, you couldn't get ice. And the dining, they're trying a new dining uh, on this ship, and the wait times were hours uh, at for some people to get in. 
Um, it wasn't quite so bad for us, but I know the uh, first day that they did the brunch, the passengers were getting up and getting tea or, or water for themselves. And they didn't eat, they even ran out of French fries. It was how bad it is. They didn't have half the items on, on the menu. And then when they would come, they, they arrived to your table, not, uh, um, being exactly what you ordered, they substitute ingredients or just leave ingredients off. Oh wow! So this is one of like one of the first sailings in the U.S. You said it was the first. Sailing. Okay, so yeah. well, we're going to hope for improvement between uh, that sailing and now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had discussions plenty with with uh, the, some senior management on board, and mm-hmm. and they they realized, and then they had a galley failure. The ship has new galleys, uh-huh. and one of them failed completely. But we were lucky because there were. Uh, there were air conditioning problems as well, and we noticed in several of the public areas, but our cabin was okay, but uh, a lot of people we ran into had no air conditioning for five days. Oh, ouch. And then to com- compound the problem was the toilets overflowed. So they sold the ship full, which they should not have done, uh, knowing that there were issues with it. They should have had room to, to move people or let people know. And it was just a nightmare. The, the lines at the, uh, the uh, purser's desk uh, were an hour to an hour and a half waits. And it got so bad, they ended up adding security to it. I hate to ask this, uh, but did you have any good meals on the ship? Uh, we had uh, the, the thing that stood out. Their breads were absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. And whoever their their uh, pastry chef that, that did that was very good. But other than that, no. Okay. All right. Fair uh, enough. Nothing. How about entertainment? How was uh, entertainment aboard Empress? Uh, the production shows were, were new, and it was kind of the standard uh, uh, Las Vegas-style review. Mm-hmm. But the, the cast was talented, and uh, uh, the uh, showroom hadn't been redone structurally, so there are some sightline issues in some areas. But overall... For the size of the ship, that I felt was was very good. Any sea days on this ship? We had two sea days. And how uh, were they? Which were well for me. They were they were great. We were lucky the the, the whole trip to have absolutely gorgeous weather, and it, the ocean was like glass. And the ship has a huge uh, teak promenade, and so it's great to go outside and and walk and and uh, relax outdoors. Uh, so we really enjoyed the sea days. How about outside by the pool and the uh, sun deck areas? You get on the upper decks, and there was severe crowding. Okay. Uh, th- there was some crowding on the lower, and, and, of course, the ship was designed for three- and four-day, and they figured most people would be off um, in port uh, and, and not so much on board. Mm-hmm. So it does have limitations in, in that regard. Uh, they put new pools in, and they seemed a little bit smaller, possibly, and they added a couple of hot tubs, but uh, I did hear people say it, it, it was tough, and, and um, they added a, a outdoor movie screen, um, but then the seating and uh, for that sort of a venue would, would be pretty difficult. What ports did you hit on this sailing? We had uh, Grand Cayman and Key West. Okay, how were they? Grand Cayman was wonderful. It's my favorite port in the Western Caribbean. And again, it was a great day. Uh, not too many ships, which was nice that time of the year. 
so the crowding isn't an issue ashore, and the, the tendering process was nice. Um, we went to uh, Guy Harvey mm-hmm. that does the murals, yeah. on, and he has a restaurant there uh, overlooking the harbor, and that was fun. And there's great shopping in, in Grand Cayman, and, and Key West was, was nice. Uh, we were able to dock right downtown and, and walk around, and uh, it's always fun to, to see what's going on there. So uh, we were real pleased with, with both ports. So you make your way back to Miami. How was disembarkation for you? Uh, disembarkation took about two hours oh. and maybe two hours and a half. Um, we're diamond with them and they put us in a lounge and we waited and we waited and we waited and they would never send anyone back. And so, uh, several people went up to try to find out what was going on and, and it was just absolute chaos. Nobody knew what to do. I, I don't understand why there was a problem with disembarkation. Um, cause certainly Port Miami has the facilities to handle significantly larger ships and larger passenger loads. But, um, it, it was uh, pretty bad, and there were several people who were really concerned about missing their flights. Wow. I, I, I'm speechless with the, with this review, actually. But uh, as I said earlier, hopefully things have improved uh, since then. Any first-time tips you may have for people sailing Empress of the Seas? Well, if you're going on Empress, it, it pays to check where your cabin is. I, you know, as if with anything, don't get uh, above or below uh, the, the main show lounge or you, you might want to avoid the cabins directly beneath the pool areas. Um, the junior suites are beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went, went into a, a couple of them and, and really liked it. But, uh, you know, it go in with the understanding that if you want all of the bells and whistles that uh, Quantum or Freedom or uh, Oasis class has, this is not the ship for you. Um, it's obviously being targeted for for Cuba. The Boleros had Cuban artwork and photographs all over it. Uh, and I suspect that she'll enter that once the, the go-ahead is given because she's the right size. And if they get their act together, it has a potential to be a really, really nice ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the hardware is there, and, and people don't mind the, the smaller cabins. Uh, she used to be one of the very best I have been on out of 90-some-odd cruises. And I, I know she can be that again, but uh, they're going to have to put a little bit of work into it uh, to bring it back up to those standards. I haven't been on the ship, but I agree. In closing, well, what are your final thoughts on Empress of the Seas? Uh, keep reading the reviews and and uh, and and uh, checking to see what people are saying about it. But if you get the right price and uh, have the right itinerary, then I would suggest uh, giving it a try. We've been talking with Rick from Indiana about his recent sailing aboard Royal Caribbean's Empress of the Seas. Rick, my friend, thanks for being on the show and sharing your review. Have a good weekend, buddy. Thank you, Doug. It's always great to talk to you. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. 
How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.